0: Welcome to the 25th episode of Born in Trouble. I'm your host, John X. Once again, bringing you back with the real conversation. And this week, I'm joined by my illustrious friend from Philadelphia, New Jersey, home of the cheesesteak, which this vegan man does not eat, Mr. Robert Brooks.
1: holla, holla. I saw I had a vegan cheesesteak the other day, homie.
0: A vegan cheesesteak.
1: Had me a vegan cheesesteak the other day, yeah. Does
0: does that actually make
1: sense? It actually exists? Uh, I mean, it it does exist in many forms. Some people use mushrooms to make them. Some people use seitan. Um, Other people use impossible meat to make them. If you're looking for that fat, greasy, late-night thing, it Mm -hmm. works. Like, if you're just looking for that feel, really, it works.
0: I can imagine it would be tasty with mushrooms because I love mushrooms mushrooms make everything taste so much better it's an interesting fungus they can't even figure out if it comes from this planet or not doesn't fit into any other group it just is well, what it is. well you know
1: is. if you if you look at the way mushrooms they had that underground network which they communicate across time and space like you would think that that's that design comes from somewhere else but it should also inspire us that there's more interconnectivity between all beings than we believe
0: perhaps we should be tapping into the science of mushrooms in order to make things better here on earth what do you think
1: well huh? Huh? you know it just so happens that I, I have some mushrooms in my closet no well you know make I'm sure he- for the the, the the end of the of the work season, so that I can uh, so I can expand my mind. They don't
0: spoil. They don't do. it If I threw them, like you know, you know I, I they'll be good. You know, I'm a big soup guy. So if I threw those mushrooms in those soup, would they retain those qualities in my soup? Or you
1: know, that's a good question. I know people do make tea out of them. Yeah, and people put them on pizzas.
0: They put them on pizzas.
1: So I guess yeah.
0: I guess there is a possibility that it would retain something. There, but yeah. I don't know. I'm just glad that you're back on the show. He's coated in chocolate. I... Mm. <laughs> exactly. Numby. <laughs> numby, numby. Numby, numby. I'm just glad that you're back on the show, man.
1: <laughs> You know, Grant had a Grant won't because, be making because you because you really wanted me to get over my uh, my loss. You yeah. know, the sense of loss that I was feeling after the the death of the monarch.
0: Well, I knew you were upset monarch. about. I knew I know how you are. I knew you were upset about like the about the queen passing away. God bless the queen. Da 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 da. You know, so
1: I knew you were. Uh, I'm more straight. into the. Uh, oh, I think that was. Was that like a hybrid, like were you trying to do Like God saved the Queen and broke
0: into uh,
1: Hail to the Chief instead
0: Oh, is that Hail to the Chief, is it? I I don't know, they are all the the same They are all the same I was kind of disappointed because I was all like Amped up from my conspiracy conversation With Winston our one of our contributors here And he seems to have bugged out So we won't be having Winston on today Unless he signs on and says, "Oh, I had a problem with it at some point," so I won't say that. That won't yeah. happen. So we're just gonna be, we're just gonna be kicking it, just me and you tonight, Rob. I don't know where Gina is either.
1: Oh, just like the old days.
0: I think Gina. Yeah, just like the old days. This is like back in.
1: You, you're gonna start singing that you got pebbles in your. You got pebbles in your sneakers, and your feet are cold.
0: Nah, nah. You know what? That stuff never changes. I was talking to someone else from our high school days that lived around the corner from me, and you know, it was my birthday last week. So, happy birthday to me. And she was, she wished me a happy birthday. And this was a person who lived like pretty close to me, and used to be on my bus stop. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of sorry I didn't like talk to you more on the bus stop and say hi and it was more polite. Mm-hmm. As you get older, you realize that you know sometimes, but it was mixed mixed you think up. You dynamics. You missed out on something. No, not thinking you missed out on some. I mean, no. I mean, the, the, you, I, little this, slice
1: of cake you left on the, your little slice of cake you left in the on the plate.
0: Something that you're you're talking about. No, Rob, I don't think that I left a slice of cake on the table like that, Rob. That's not what it is. Okay, but it's like okay. they were they were all kind of mad at me because like senior year I got my car, and they were like, when you get in your car, are you gonna come and you gonna pick us up? And I was like, yeah, nah. 'Cause like, you know, I was like, I'm not dealing with your dads. Like, you know, I've known all of them all my life. Yeah. Yeah, the monarch, yeah. But I was like, I'm not dealing with your fathers though. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna be mad about me driving you to school in the morning. So it's like I'm not I'm not having that. I'm I'm only gonna be here for a couple of more months and I'm out. So but she wasn't one of those, but it's interesting how things come full circle. It's the past. But nothing from the past is going to solve any of our problems today. It just happens,
1: well, you know. We can get an understanding of what happens so we don't repeat it. You know, the past has valuable lessons in it.
0: That's not what they say and with the history book. everything, but it's not what they say with history. Well, that's books, not what
1: though. they say, but that's because they know that they screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, they're all. They're all. Uh, you know, the internet is all the buzz these days because you know. They're they're all mad that a, that a mermaid is black. Yeah, crazy, you know? right? It's okay that Jesus and Cleopatra were white.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, other other ancient uh, African figures were white, and now all of a sudden, you know, they're all they're their their hair is all you know perfluffled because a mermaid is black. Like a mermaid has any color? I it's mean, a more w- fictional character has any color?
0: I mean, wouldn't it make more sense though that a that a a mermaid would have darker skin? Where are they going to get light from the sun like a thousand feet deep in the sea? You know, don't, it's like. Well, I mean, we're talking scientifically.
1: Like We're talking scientifically. A mermaid would get very little sun, so she'd probably be paler. Paler? She probably should have gone, eh, paler, yeah, because where are they going to get sun from? But well, then again, the, let's see, we can take this anyway, because they live underwater, but they like to hang out and like lay on the rocks, so maybe they tan a lot.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. That could be it. It could be tanning. That makes sense. Tanning, yeah. That
1: actually makes sense. You know, or, you know, maybe mermaids were given birth to, you know, somewhere in the middle passage. Mm-hmm. You know, folks are diving over the side or being tossed over the side. Whatever mermaids were before, then hook up with those under the water. And, of course, mermaids are really part African.
0: Ah, that see that. Too. That makes sense, Rob that like makes they sense. To,
1: they don't want to talk about that.
0: They don't want to talk about that all mermaids come from Africa. It's the truth. Cuz like you look at the booties. Look at the booty on a you have to have a booty if you're a mermaid. And like that's it's an indigenous quality of the whole continent. The continent is a booty continent. So I can I guess it does make sense. I don't get... I I don't know. I'm just like... I'm not even tired of, like, white racism at this point. You've got people that are upset because of there are elves in the Lord of the Rings. Elves in the Lord of the Rings? That's what bothers you? Inflation is at 9.1%, but you're upset about elves in the Lord of the Rings, mermaids in Disney features... This is the shit that really is bothering you like seriously you know I, I you see
1: my whole a lot of what I think is that you know I saw an article last week and it it was the New York Post so you have to obviously take it with a with a grain of salt because they definitely have their head stuck up their ass mm-hmm. but page six is fun uh, but anyway um, they had an article about how cancel culture has failed because and they listed all these people who were supposedly canceled but are still thriving and and doing their thing and i think that they sort of missed the point like cancel culture isn't not working like but it's a lot of what cancel culture is is people on the internet and you know you scream about something you fuss about something and then you move on to the next thing Mm. you know everybody just goes back to living their lives like it's just it's just wind there's nothing behind it right so you know, there's no actual cancel culture here. Yeah, we flag people for saying things we don't like, and every once in a while, we have to we have to say to somebody like, you know, what? we're going to stop we're going to stop buying your products because clearly you don't deserve mass attention with your attitudes. But for the most part, it's just a slap on the wrist. That's all cancel culture is: slap on the wrist. It's a check. Well, but it's just people on the internet who are just talking, and it's also
0: people who are like. Cancel culture really started with the people that are saying that cancel culture doesn't work you know and that's the crazy thing it's like you know yeah when you so what you're saying is that your own techniques didn't don't work and everything we could have well, told you it's, that it's, I'm a black man. Because they're not canceling the people they want they've been trying to cancel black people forever and it doesn't work you know when are you, when are you just gonna give up trying to cancel everything things you can't control? You know, they cancel books, they cancel um, political points of view, they cancel... Uh, it's just like all these different things. It's the same, two sides of the same coin. Two sides, two wings of the same bird. It's, they're just like... Bird. You know, I got into a conversation today. There was a question, I I got on that um, Wisdom map today, and someone had asked the question... If you bring up racism, does that make you racist? Are you automatically racist? And I listened to the points of view of people, and some people were saying, like, yeah. It's like this one guy said, you know, you smelt it, you dealt it. That was his thing. Like, so if you bring up, yeah, if you bring up racism, then you're actually the racist one because you're bringing it up. And nobody else is thinking about it. So it's like, this is the logic that we use today, that these people use today to justify stupid conversation, stupid points of view. The
1: the the anti-intellectual bend of a good number of Americans is part of the problem because there's no nuance. You're not allowed to have any nuance. Like, you can't say, hey, look, it's all baked into the cake. If you look at what this country has been since its inception and all the ways that it has chosen to exclude people and how those people have had to fight to get access and to get in and to become a part of the system. Like, you can't help but have a certain amount of racism baked into the cake, a certain amount of sexism baked into the cake, a certain amount of colorism baked into the cake. And then everybody acts surprised when, you know, it pops out the cake like, yo, it's been in here forever. Right. It doesn't make you a bad person that you were brought up in that system. It only makes you a bad person if you continue to defend that system or if you pretend that that doesn't exist, then you're a bad person because then you're being willfully ignorant. Like, you know, it's to a certain level, the ignorance isn't your fault because it's just all around you. It's like, you know, you're swimming in the water. You don't know what the water is. You just know it's wet. We live in an imperfect you know, some, world. Somebody explains it to you. We, yeah. live in, we live in an imperfect world.
0: And we live in, in a time where it's never been more imperfect than it is right now. Especially when you talk about the betterment of man. You talk about morality. Uh, personal responsibility, things of that nature. I was
1: like, you know, I'm just shocked I'm but sure that some people. In the, I'm sure some of the brothers in the 1600s. So I'm sure some of those Indians would be like, right now they're like, dude, I think I think it's evolved. It's a little bit better now. Than yeah, yeah, well, I, I guess <laughs> uh, you know, but you we know what? They, we got a different
0: demon leading the parade now. Capitalism is leading the parade now. They're not in a position. To, they're not in a position right now to have a vote as uh, removed. Once removed, ancestors. So capitalism is what it is And capitalism is running rampant With 9.1% Like I went to You know it was my birthday Sunday We went to a little like gathering Someone else was having a gathering for their kid And I finally got to meet One of the uh, people that That uh, comes into contact with And this guy is an ex-cop I think I've told you about him before He's like he's an next cop retired, you know doing his thing it's very interesting the inter- the most interesting part about him is that he's now married to a black woman he's on a second family he's married to a black mm-hmm. woman now, but he still has all of the he still has all of the thought processes and concepts of being like a police officer and everything that that entails you know. Wow. And his thought yeah it's it's an interesting dynamic sometimes, you know, and he's always like coming at her in the morning and everything like and his wife says that one of the reasons why they used to get along is that, and this is very this is very funny before um Donald Trump came to ran for president, he wasn't political at all, no political thoughts, mm-hmm. processes whatsoever but once Donald Trump started running then all of a sudden he became interested in politics started watching Fox and all these other different things and it just like it got to the point where they were almost going to get divorced
1: well you know what it's hard to like it's hard when she sits down in the morning you know to talk to him you know she makes her point she says whatever and then you know he goes bye, <laughs> bye. <laughs> you know it was beautiful in the beginning cuz you had these two people they were cons- they were you know they were concerned for each other's welfare whatever and now she's married to a sheep <laughs> and right <laughs> it's right really hard to make that work right. but you Unless, know I, Woody I, Allen.
0: I was talking to the dude and he did, he's not that far we're not that far apart we're not like you know that far off but He started off he he started he just tested me early when i got there And he made a comment about, he said something about Joe Biden and this and that and this. And I was like, yeah, sort of like when Donald Trump, like, gave these guys these subsidies and this money, like, you know, back. And, um, like, right away, it was such a good comeback. He was just like, oh, you know, he just, like, kind of calmed down, like, almost immediately. Oh, I said, when Trump, oh, you mean sort of like when Trump doesn't pay his contractors. That's what Mm. I said. I said, you know, yeah, I hate those guys. I hate those type of people. Just showing him that, like, where you have a where you have a beef, I also have a legitimate beef with the whole thing, and I don't really care too much. And at the end of the conversation with the dude, I just like, I just like, I was listening to him, and it just like hit me. I was like, "Listen, bro, nothing that has happened before in the past is going to solve your problems today. There's no system that they can implement." of things that they used to do that's going to make automatically magically make things fix inflation fix oil prices going up fix the economy none of that stuff is going to work there's nothing there isn't any like little thing that you can inject into the economy right now today that's been done before that's going to fix what's going on it's just that simple And he, like, sat there and he looked at me and he just thought for a second. You could tell he was thinking, like, you know what? He's right. Did
1: the darkness come over him? Did a sudden wave of depression come over him?
0: I I believe so. To a certain extent. To a certain extent. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean, there... You can only squeeze the thing so tight. The, the American system is we just, try, we just keep trying to wring profits out of these things. And if you've got to keep wringing profits out of it, eventually, you know, you kill the thing. Right. There's no other way around it. Like, you keep squeezing and squeezing and squeezing until there's nothing left, and then you move on to the next thing. And that's, that's what our system does. We're extreme. You've got to keep coming up with 4%, 8% every year growth.
0: We're experiencing the death of a system, and I think that someone knows it, which is basically the, which is really the point of everything. Someone knows it, and they're going to continue to utilize the system to squeeze people even further, but unless there's a revolution and a change of how everyone goes about doing everything, the system isn't sustainable as it is. And I think that's the point where I'm going to, where I decided I'm going to, like, basically uh, stand my grant, you know, and put it down, is that. What do you mean by that? What I mean by that is that, like, there is, it's ridiculous to talk about things such as, like, you know, political stuff, and it's ridiculous to talk about um, interest rates going back up. Of course, interest rates are going back up. You know, the robbing is done. It's over Um, Everyone that that wanted to get theirs That was supposed to get theirs Has already got theirs So now they've got to make it unattainable And make it like, you know Bring it back to pulling you up by your bootstraps Type of mentality And everything They've got to put these They've got to implement these old systems While they squeeze everybody else out It's going to be completely and totally unfair But they're going to tell you that it is fair That it's still fair It's not what it is So it's like why play this game Any longer Why continue to have this conversation About these things that are Never going to be fixed We have to look for The positive things and the lights For what's coming next And we've got to be better than what we are Right now And I think they're telling jokes And laughing about it sometimes And everything is kind of counterproductive you feel me? A little bit deep for me, don't you think?
1: I, I, I hear you, but, you know, it, it, this, is the, this is the time and the place that we were born into. And we got to do what we can to try and make it better for, what, for the folks that come behind us. And, you know, it gets tiring sometimes. Like, you, you just look. I've been very fortunate that I have been to this point, you know, from in my adult life, been able to lead pretty much a middle-class life. There aren't a lot, a lot of middle-class folks left. Right. You know, and seemingly there are fewer, fewer of us every day. Right. Um, but you can't give up on it. You just got to keep pitching new systems and hope one of these, you know. The kids right now, they're very, they're checked out of the system. They, they look at it as like, when I hear my daughter and her friends talk about the future, none of them think about it in a rosy fashion. None of them are talking about how great it's going to be. Yeah. You know, they're all very pessimistic about what's happening. Mm-hmm. And we got to do something to try to try to give them some hope. It's Uh, very difficult because even if it means even if even if it means you got to get out of here. Like one of the things that I told my daughter is like you know because she's still you know looking for a job. She still doesn't know what she wants to do. And she at one point was supposed to study abroad during her college tenure, but obviously COVID blew all that out. And so I brought that in as a concept, like hey, like you know, if there's something that you want, you need to learn whatever. Maybe instead of going to grad school here, maybe you go over to Spain and do your grad school there. Okay. Get exposed to another culture, another way of life. Get to see that this American system, how we do it, everybody basically on their own, fending them for themselves with a very, very thin safety net, isn't the only way to do it. It's the system we're brought up in, but it's not the only way. There are people doing it and, and leading good, productive, fun lives on the European continent, on the South American continent. On the northern part of North America, there are people having fun. They're doing all the things the Americans are, except when something breaks, they can go to the doctor and get it fixed.
0: Right, right. And here we're, and here we look for all these other solutions before we before we actually get to that place where we can get the care and the concern that we actually need. And if ever, if it's yeah. even attainable,
1: you know, for a lot of people, I, you know. You know how you know how many how many of our dudes really have never had health insurance their entire adult life many like I know a bunch of dudes like never
0: never you
1: know, I look yeah. at my brother like he did he was in and out you know for twenty years he was in and out of health insurance he had it this job didn't have it at the next job, you know next three jobs didn't have it he was he was putting together four part time gigs so he didn't have it at any of his jobs like
0: I mean, as a a contractor and as a realtor, I always have the option to purchase insurance. But depending on what the year looks like, I might or might not decide to take advantage of that. So this is, these are the, these are the, that's what a right to work state is. A right to work state is also a right to die in a different way. And this is what the. And they make it sound like it's for your benefit, but it really is not. No, it isn't. It really isn't. I was having a conversation and somebody jumped in and she was from Sweden. From Sweden. And she was saying how, like, how the rest of the world is really laughing at Americans. They really laugh at us and our thought processes and how we feel like we're so important when we're actually not. How we feel like we've got so much going on when we actually don't. Um, The only thing How we decided to That shooting each other Is the way that we're going to solve most of our problems It's just not Just not an enlightened point of view You've got people in Florida The man in Florida the other day He flew up um, The refugees that came into Florida Flew them up to Martha's Vineyard
1: How about that stunt That's, That's borderline criminal Borderline criminal. It's put like this. It would be criminal for anybody else to do that. Why do you feel? Like, seriously. Why do you feel that would be criminal for someone else to do that? You, first of all, mislead people about where they're going. You lie to people. Like, that's trafficking, you know. They told those people they were going to Boston. And when they got to Boston, there was going to be expedited um papers for them there and they were going to be able to get into the system and get working and whatever and they put them on a plane and send them to Martha's Vineyard that's a lie and that's mm-hmm. criminal like they put them on that plane under false pretenses like these are supposed to be you know the right always t- always t- claims you know they're, they're the Christians
0: mm-hmm.
1: and there's nothing godlike about that behavior mm-hmm. there's nothing Christ like about that behavior there's nothing compassionate about them. There's nothing
0: Christ-like. They're ca- all
1: Old Testament.
0: There's nothing Christ-like or, or compassionate about what's going on in this country, on many many levels. But that's yeah. not what they're really caring about. That's not really what they're into at this point. Perception no, doesn't. Revenge. Yeah, it, revenge against who though? That's like you know. That's what I like. You know, you're talking about these states. These are these states that. They're, some of these states are some of the biggest takers from the federal system. You want to ship people out to New York and everything, and that's cool, but how about when those federal, when those federal dollars come in, what state is contributing more than any other state in the contiguous 50? New York. So mm-hmm. if you live in a state that doesn't have taxes And you brag about the quality of life And all these different things And you still have government service, services You're not doing that based upon What you're putting into the system You're actually doing that on my back And on the backs of other New Yorkers Those liberal fuckers who you hate I'm sure that there's somewhere along the line Where it would balance out in a different way but the whole point is, though, why are we having these disrespectful conversations while I'm paying your bills?
1: Because it's all grift. This isn't about leadership. This is about creating sides. This is about p- putting one side against another, so that while they're fighting over there, you're over here lining your pockets.
0: But our, but we're not all lining our pockets, though.
1: No, no. But the people who are the people who are who have set up this war, the people who. Continue this culture war; they're lining their pockets. You know, Mitch McConnell is lining his pockets. Ron DeSantis is lining his pockets.
0: Man, I kind of went out. You know, Ted
1: Cruz, that knucklehead.
0: I don't understand how anybody could actually get online and argue on a politi- in a political context and argue on behalf of any of these guys. I just don't get it. I don't
1: get it It takes all kinds of people to make up the world Like dude at the party like, It's not a point of view that I could subscribe to Yeah like dude at the party for example Like you
0: know he made his Biden crack But it's like the whole thing is that He's got to make that Biden crack In order to like justify his thought process Or whatever And he's got to make me a, a friend Or a pundit Of Joe Biden when actually I think about them all As being the same fucking way None of them are yeah. to my benefit None of them are benefiting me Are going to benefit me In any way shape or form So it's
1: like But they automatically They don't actually believe, they don't actually believe that, uh, that A lot of them Don't even believe in what they're saying they just, do, they just need you to be wrong so they can be right Doesn't really matter what you're into As long as you're wrong they're right Because they're looking at it in a very binary fashion
0: but there's no value to that It's like, I, The reason why I stopped the conversation The reason why I stopped the conversation In the first place was because The conversations in the first place Was because I recognized That there was no wins There are no wins And I wish that they would come to the same Understanding So that way they can stop like wasting Their breath bloviating about bullshit There are no wins In any of this stuff there's no wins for them, there's no wins for me There's no benefit to it from me I'm not making money off of that stuff I'm not interested in Like what you're talking about They don't let me in They don't let people like me in This is because I make sense I might actually say something I'm one of those people that is You know that If I'm in the system and I see something wrong I'm going to point out that there's something wrong with the system And that never goes well That's what they call the whistleblower. And the whistleblowers, Mm -hmm. they ultimately go down. If you're a cop and you're a whistleblower, you go out on a call and nobody comes for your call. If you work in a municipality and you blow a whistle, you're not going to have any friends in in that building. Because that's the right way to do things. All the wrong people are in charge. So the answer to really fixing everything is to sweep all those people out leave all of them get rid of all of them every single last one of them no matter
1: how they they identify much like uh, what you call it much like a um, you know a basketball team you know when a basketball team is going bad what do they do they fire the coach why because you can't get rid of 25 players right to sweep them all out is a revolution and nobody's really, nobody's really trying to get that deep and involved. Right. Like people want things to change, but, you know, if you tell them what it takes, you know, the steps that are necessary to affect that change, they all start backpedaling. Go, oh, we don't need to do that. We don't need to throw the baby out with the bathwater.
0: Yeah, there's too much stuff going on. It's, it's, it's too much stuff going on. It's. No one's gonna break up their systems for money Like, you know, it's all a big joke We all know that We all know that um, Drug money is a large part of The economy in the United States of America You know, people were upset a couple of year, A couple of months ago about Sex trafficking And saying that sex trafficking was the thing that was wrong And I look at this case I think it was in I don't, It wasn't Mississippi The guy who Who held this girl Was called Mississippi But I think it's like Louisiana or something Did you see the case? The 15 year old girl Who was sex trafficked at 15 Her mom had kicked her out of the house And she was asleep And this guy who had been Sex trafficking for two years She murdered him She killed him While he was sleeping
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And She was convicted of manslaughter Because she killed him While he was asleep No one's denying the fact That he sexually trafficked her For a number of years Okay No one's denying that whatsoever But She gets like um, She gets convicted She gets five years probation And she has to pay restitution To his heirs To his family of $150,000 Because She denied yeah, she denied um, his kids their kids a father, so she has to pay one hundred and fifty thousand in uh, restitution.
1: Some, that is clearly some white world stuff.
0: This is the moral. This is the moral That's, world in which we anything. live. Black,
1: black yeah, people, I mean, and remember, they had to. They had, it was a whole process to get her. They originally convicted her. They wanted her to do time. Yeah. And they had to. They had to. There was a whole kerfluffle, and the, the public had to speak up and fuss and whatever, and get people to understand. They're like, no, you cannot send that young lady to jail for killing that guy. Right. In the same way, like, yeah, he. We denied him, but the the money that he was making was through an illegal venture. Every every place else on the planet, the government takes that money. Mm-hmm. And here, because it's a black woman and a white man, oh, we got to make him whole. Oh, we got to make him whole for his ill-gotten gains. Okay, I didn't realize that we work that way all the time. But right. thanks for the note. We're talking about statutory. Go to court.
0: We're talking about statutory rape. You know, we're talking about rape. We're talking about trafficking. We're talking about the same things that you know people are saying. People were saying that um, Bill Clinton should go to jail for for knowing Je- Jeffrey Epstein. You know, well I'll use an analogy something that like, you know, really hits home. These are you know, you wanna get these Democrats for like the sex tra- for the sex trafficking. But this girl who's sex trafficked at fifteen, statutory rate and everything, hundred and fifty thousand dollars to his family.
1: Well, fortunately, the good people of the United States of America, some of the good people here in the United States of America have stepped up. They've started a GoFundMe for her, and I think they've almost reached the number. That's to, good. Um, to, to cover that. Not, not that it should be, not that in any way that, that we should have to, but it's good to see that there are some people who look at it and go, wait a minute, that's absolutely bat bleep crazy. We can't have her writing that check. This is the scales of justice We also can't
0: have her jammed up behind it This is the way the scales of justice in America work though She's a felon And she's going to be a felon for the rest of her life Because of something That she endured She endured that experience And now she's the one that's the felon And You can't have the con You can't can't fix that You mean to tell me you can't fix that You know why you can't fix it you can't fix it because there's money in it. And because a lot of the people that are high up there in these systems, they either make money off of them, make money off of the system, or they freak with them. It's I know it's a way for them to continue to have young girls, and nobody knows about it. And that could easily be them. That could have easily been the judge who sentenced them. On another night And don't think he doesn't know it It could have been someone else And you can't have these Quote unquote hoes Killing a motherfucker Being ready to kill a motherfucker
1: Hoes
0: Quote unquote hoes Hoes and I use this see this is another thing like I'm not going to I'm going to stop apologizing and turning away from this terminology cuz you know what I, yeah I know that it's a it's, it was a young girl who was under the age of 18 but that's not how the system is treating her the system is treating no. her like a hoe they're not the I'm not the one that turned her into that I'm not the one that's behaving that way this is the way she's viewed. It's okay for them to treat her that way, but it's not okay for me to use the terminology that's a bridge too far. It's a step, to, it's a step too far towards the wrong direction and everything.
1: Well, I mean, I think that those who, would, those who would argue that would say, regardless of what the system is trying to do to her, there's no need for you to accept their definition of her and further heap that upon her, and further heap that indignity upon her. Right, which is kind of brings us back to
0: the whole thing about not wanting to have a conversation about racism. You don't want to call it what it is because it sounds like, it sounds worse well, than what it is.
1: Well, no, 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 no. Like I, I think in this case here, like, so the system's treating her like a hoe, right? Mm-hmm. They've taken this young girl, has been exploited to the nth degree, um, and so the system is treating her in a very undignified manner and treating her like a criminal. Mm-hmm. um for us on the outside to identify her as a criminal when we were when we refer to her just means that we've taken on the branding that the state has given her and we're not giving her the respect that she deserves as a human being whereas the other uh, example that you are to apply it's not quite that same thing like this is we don't need to take just because the state is treating her like that doesn't mean that we need to identify her in that way. In the same we, way they said we were niggers. We didn't have to be niggers if we didn't want to be. That's just how they identified us. We didn't have to take that on.
0: I feel you on that, and I understand exactly where you're coming from. But I think that it's worthwhile to allow for the shock value to seep in. Because if if they're treating her like that, we can say young woman all day long. And everything, but that's not how she's being treated. It's not how it's going down. It's going down like she's being treated as if she is a broken woman, a fallen woman, who had some other choice to do some other things. When in the reality is, this is a 14 year old girl who was exposed to God knows what, and by the time she, so 14 years old, you're only a couple of years off of Dolly's and you've taken her and you've exposed her to this world she goes from basically Dowie's to being the sex toy within a matter of a year and no one even acknowledges it they don't acknowledge the innocent loss the innocence that was lost in that situation the opportunities and the things that she will never get to experience and all because but of the fact that she's, we
1: don't contribute to that
0: well listen there's nothing we can, we ha, in order to stop these, my whole point is in order to stop these people from making these this, uh, cutting an even larger swath of people, is that we need to call it out for what it is at this point, like right now. It's not getting any better. I was watching another video where the guy was talking about a woman being married to a guy who has a job for 25 years and comes home and eats his food, gets a lunch pail and all that stuff. And he's this is a one percenter. He's saying, why would a woman settle for that when you can have all of this? You can have this man who's basically in charge of the universe and everything, and also as many other women that he can purchase at that point in time, which is really the thought process to me. It's like they're making... They want certain people to have access to everything and other people to have access to nothing. And they want you to be able to been accept. The game here. Yeah, but it's like now it's amped up and it's ramped up to a to such a ridiculous level at this point where the only option is going to be there's going to be well, I'm not gonna go there. But there aren't many there it's not that it turned my, it turns my stomach to think about that that this girl was like put through all these situations and she's being judged by all these people for the fact that she was essentially born poor and unfortunate with a mother who doesn't care about her She wasn't born a queen of England the opposite of that. So, hey. What do you do? You change everything. Nothing from the past. You change everything. Nothing from the past is going to fix the problems of today. There's no system. Don't tell me about what happened in the 1950s when they did this you know somebody someone also said the other day it's like it's been 50 years now or 40 years now and i think we can kind of like you know say that the economy does not trickle down economics does not trickle down
1: Well, wow. nobody ever believed that it did do they believe the damage I mean, though I, no do, they, they they don't care about the damage the damage was baked into it. The damage was designed. It was never about us. It's never been about anybody else but the 1%. 1%. The rest of us are playing the lotto.
0: Holla. The lottery is in the form of NFTs. In of it's in the form of NFTs now. And, and Bitcoin. And any other th- else thing, thing that you
1: can figure out. Yeah, I'm not sold on any of that technology. We have a, one of the guys in my office. He is—he's um, playing with Bitcoin. He's putting a little money each week in, into Bitcoin, and he's—you know—see, he's been reading, and he's been so a couple of days a week. We just sit in the office, and we I right, explain this to me, make it make sense. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I don't know how well he's done on that task. I, I would say that in that regard, he's probably failed, but you know that's once again somebody has sold somebody was somebody has sold a bit decentralization is good for everybody like decentralization okay well what is that decentralization really what does that really mean once again you're on your own like if you lose your bitcoin wallet your money's just gone okay it's gone you lose your code your money's gone bye
0: not like the FDIC is insuring you up to fifty thousand dollars on there's Bitcoin. No,
1: there's no insuring nothing now. You're gone. It's just over for you. So that sounds like the best thing to invest all in. All these, oh, all these solutions and all these solutions that people keep pitching, none of them are collective. They're all individual, and we all know the rule: if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go in a group. And everybody's speeding to get to nowhere. By themselves Because we're not We're not groups
0: There's no such thing as a group in the United States Except for the rich They're the only group that actually Sticks together and does anything together You know I've had these experiences The last couple of weeks we were dealing I was talking last week about the um, Georgia school district Where my daughter is actually Moved into And it's being run by mainly Black people And it's being run poorly by mainly black people. Like, horrible, terrible, terrible things. Just like, there's a list of 100 things that they could do right. And when I listen to people say, and I wondered, it got me thinking, it got me wondering about the pandemic and all of the pro-black movements that were born out of the pandemic when people were at home and able to reconnect with each other or connect with each other in a way that wasn't primarily allowed before or even encouraged before. And I wonder what happened to these movements like blackouts and these movements about getting together and educating kids in a different way and moving in a different way. And why has it been replaced with trap rappers getting shot over chains? These are the things that we're paying attention to again. Trap rappers getting getting um, shot over train, chains, which is a sad thing. It's it's too bad you can't go to In n Out Burger and flash a chain and not get robbed. But guess what? You're in the hood, homie. You know, you don't wear your chain to the hood.
1: You just don't do and also, that. What kind of what kind of energy are you putting out there? Yeah. Like what are you putting what do you what are you putting on record? What are you putting on whatever it 's not records anymore, but what are you putting out what kind of energy are you putting out there like if you if you want to rap about how much ass you kick and about how bad you are and how you know nobody can fuck with you, well, people are going to be more inclined to fuck with you if you're in in a society in which we all know that there are a lot of people hurting, if you want to flash your opulence, you know perfect. Um, capitalism is whatever works. So, mm. robbing people is also baked into the pie. Like there are supposed to be some people who look at it and they think the risk is worth it that they're going to take from you rather than go on and earn pennies on the on the, for an, you know for, on the hour. Mm. Like that's all baked into the cake. So if you don't understand that, you know you'll be the one sitting there with your jaw wide open while somebody's sticking you up. I look at the economy moving backward
0: based upon that, even criminally. Because back in the when and when prohibition started, for example, um, Mm -hmm. the mob used to offer protection to people who used to rob other people, but then they figured out they did the math and they realized that it wasn't worth it for them to jeopardize their operations that were bringing in money on a daily basis. Um, Crazy as it seems, um, hookers and prostitution was a large. Number was a big number that associated with that at that point in time it's been old as it's as old as the as the rocks at the bottom of the sea as the rocks at the bottom of the sea but prostitution is a part of that as well but they saw that as not being worthwhile but now as a community in the black community unfortunately we see that robbery is looked at as a come up but, you know, when I look at it, it's like even that chain, if you steal somebody that's got a, if you steal a chain that someone had crafted for $50,000, you know it's not worth $50,000 anymore. It's worth considerably no. less. You can't sell well, they it. They don't know that. You, yeah. But, you know, they'll find out when they go to the porn shop or they try to hack it. It's yeah. worth a, It's worth a small fraction of that. So It'll what be we're like
1: seen in um, trading places, right? Where he goes into the where he goes into the pawn shop with his Roshville Co. Yes, and uh, what's his name?
0: Uh, Bo, Bo Diddly says in Bo Diddley. Philadelphia is worth, <laughs> worth fifty dollars. It's worth fifty dollars. That's right. That's what it is. That's the reality of it. It's like there's there's not the value isn't there, but the education is such that you know the education that's mainly sometimes put forth by people who look like you may not have the same concepts of you as what value the same value in education the value in education for them is their paycheck at the end of the week which becomes understandable after a certain time but does it but um, they're teaching these kids they're teaching these people they have an opportunity to explain to these kids at some point that the value of that watch isn't worth. You, the value of the person's life who you've taken and the value of your life that's actually lost in the event that you get caught doing one of these crimes. And this is where we are as a this is where we are. so how do you who do you explain this to? who do you get this started
1: with? You know, the original intent of the, the, the gangs dude who, um, yeah, the dude who uh, who started Don Diva magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Childs, he talks about this a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, well, first of all, he talks about the fact that, you know, drugs were ruled by the mob at one point. And then when the brothers got into it, like, nobody was going to rob the mob. Nobody's going to stick up the mob. Mm-hmm. But then when it was just when it was just Kevin and such and such down the block, that's when stick-up crews became a thing. Mm-hmm. But he talks about the fact that like, even, let's just say you're doing it. Let's just say you're making big bang robbing people you you're doing six figures a year robbing people you get a couple years you're going to get caught eventually Mm
0: -hmm. so
1: after the lawyers get it and after you know the government takes it back so you made let's just say you made three hundred thousand dollars in three years sticking people up Mm
0: -hmm.
1: well now you got a 10-year bid behind that 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 three hundred thousand dollars has to sustain you through which, mm-hmm. of course, it cannot, because once you get done paying for the lawyer, once the government takes theirs back, you flat on your ass. you just as broke as you was before you started sticking people up, except now you're working for $0.35 cents an hour, and you begging for that job so you can, you can uh, keep your commissary you know, on point. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Like, anybody ever did the math, people started talking about the math a little bit louder, uh, like Kev does. Like You'd start to understand. It doesn't make sense, but none of these people are thinking about tomorrow. Like if you're if you're caught up in that cycle, tomorrow is an abstract. You gotta eat today. That's that mentality. People
0: say you can't people say that you can't change your surroundings and you can't change environments and societies. And I'd like to find out whether or not that's true. That's basically that's the mission I wanna kind of like embark on. I want to find out whether that's actually true. Can you not? Is it really that hard to get it through to people that thirty-five cents an hour is what you're actually worth at the end of the day by doing that crime? Is it actually impossible to get people to comprehend that to get a woman to comprehend that a man who has three million dollars and ten other women isn't a value to you? To, well,
1: you know. It all depends, on what's what? What is she valuing in that? And more than likely, she's she's valuing her slice of the ten, of the of the millions, and not the man. The man is interchangeable. The man is interchangeable. When they're caught in that loop, the man is interchangeable. Mm. You know, it's all about keeping that bank account full.
0: And let me ask you a question: How many thirty-five year old women have you met that are a little bit past their prime and outside of that circle that are now struggling?
1: Hey, it's really hard to find an old hustler who's living a comfortable life in their 50s. Mm. Like, how often, how often do you run into one of them? You're like, oh, yeah, oh, dude, what you been up to? Oh, yeah, man, it's cool. You know, I was just hanging out. I was, was out at the beach last weekend. They're, they're always living hard. Because it's a dead-end road. It's a dead-end street. You know, and those women who, who prioritize the money... You know, they get treated like they get treated. You didn't value him as a human being, he doesn't value you as a human being. That's not gonna end well. But you were hoping that the money would make it all right. Because the old saying, you know, you can't buy happiness but you can choose your brand of misery if you got enough money. Money can't circulate if you spend it. You can't keep it
0: and spend it and build it at the same time either. So Yeah,
1: well, they never think about that part.
0: Value, value. Life is value judgment, my brother. Everything in life is a value judgment. So yeah, my man. Twenty fifth
1: episode. So you you you, you had your birthday last week, and you got a difficult birthday now. The the terrorists made your birthday a difficult day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you know, nine eleven used to be a big party day for John X. Yeah. Yeah. you know mm-hmm. um, you probably have to move to a different state for it to be a big party day in the future mm-hmm. yeah. like where you live that's not going to happen mm-hmm. but you know I'm, I'm encouraged about the fact that you found a little party found a little something this year and you were, you were able to get out and, and still have some fun
0: oh yeah it was it it was actually fun and like you know what I've got a good family I don't give them enough I don't give them enough props and credit and everything from my daughter to you know even the in-laws you know, the kids and everything You know, I got a I got a nice little watch And, um, you know, they appreciate things that I do I, I, I keep a low key I, I'm not like a I'm not a braggart about the things that I try About what I do for other people I feel like if you do things for other people And you talk about it It diminishes what you do And I feel like if you do things for other people And you're expecting it So that way people will tell you you're a good guy it's also diminishing to what you do. I prefer that the majority of people who know me continue to think about me like the asshole that you think that I am. You know, so, and the people that are close to me, I, I, I get that love from them, so I appreciate it. I actually had a very good birthday this year, and I appreciated all the love that I got from the people that are closest to me. So it's all good. And, it's a, and as you get older, it gets more important it really does because you see we're seeing these people there's so many people that have passed away just in the last couple of weeks that we knew and it could really happen for a lot of people every day i don't think it's going to happen to me anytime soon i don't expect it i'm not planning to i don't i'm not planning to i'm i'm planning to get through the 20s at least the 2020s at least so You know, I'd rather be good to people as opposed to be bad to people. And I admit to a lot of things that I did in the past, and I move forward. And I'm more disappointed when a lot of people don't admit the things that they did in the past because it still holds them back. None of us are the same as what we used to be. We're not the same people as what we used to be. And if you are, after 30 years of 30-plus-some-odd years of development, the same motherfucker... Well, God bless. You know what a waste. What a waste. If you're still holding on to animosity for something that was said when someone was a kid, and everything, you're you're an ass, and everything. But I do treat people the way that I've been treated. At the same time, so, you know, for example, I remember I have a list of people who like reached out to me when my mother passed away over two decades ago. It means something. And how the other people that were close to me that didn't reach out can suck a dick. It's what it is. No matter what type of beef she had with your people and everything, you have to recognize that at one time they were your people and you liked them for some reason. So,
1: that's Yeah, that's re- not something that people do really though. Like I, I always have that, I always tell people that about, you know, relationships like, yeah, there's a reason you dated her for two years and... Whatever whatever that breaking point was, there's no way that it could eliminate all that good shit that happened, because otherwise, why were you there for two years or three years or whatever? Right. I'm, you know, and women don't ever want to hear this, because I'm like, look, I'm friends with almost all of my exes. Uh-huh. Like... I don't do bad breakups because there's no reason to do bad breakups. I have one bad breakup on my record and really that's her attitude and it's not, you know,
0: I know, think I know who you're talking to talking about too.
1: You probably do. Mm. You probably, you absolutely do know who I'm talking about. Uh-huh. But that's her. That's her and her attitude. And you know, that's the way she was brought up and limited mind, you know, scoping and whatever. And that's fine. You know, she might come around. She may not, but uh-huh. that's her journey and her growth. Uh-huh. Uh, but you know, a lot of women get upset. Like, what do you mean you're friends with all your exes? Like, we're not enemies. Like occasionally they'll drop me a line, or I'll drop them a line. I'll see something like, "Hey, how's it going?" Just blah blah blah. Whatever. Like it's not. I didn't drop her a line because I was trying to backdoor. Her. Just right. Hey, they're just people in my life. Like you know, every man, woman doesn't have to one doesn't have to be a I need to fuck you situation.
0: Well, some people need that drama though. When you're separated from them, they need to hate you because they don't want to. It's like it's a part of them. They like to say that it's part of their passion that they had for you in the first place. So it's okay. yeah. I, listen, it's I don't I don't believe in it. I don't believe in it either. There's there's even the one even the one who did me like the worst and everything. I'm not mad at her, but she's still consistently mad at me. And or not even really. I won't even say that. I can't really even put that on her. Like right now I won't even say that I won't speak for other people But I'll just say that There are other issues that Still continually come up That show me that she's still not evolved And Mm -hmm. the same reasons why you were with him Are the same reasons why you're not with him And why you never could be with him You know, I say God bless Live and let live Everybody's Everybody's got their own crosses to bear We all got our our things that we need to do and everything and I just don't want to leave this earth angry at anybody.
1: That's all. I don't either, but if we do another show with you and that light behind you, we might have a problem. <laughs> Look at that shot. Folks.
0: Yes, brother. I could always you could have said something earlier, man. It's just like I would, just wouldn't change the direction of more there. A, little a little bit more, a little bit more.
1: A little bit more. A little bit more. A little bit more. A little, little, little bit more. Okay well, More, More.
0: You, the, you uh, can see it Let's
1: well, get that light
0: out of there right. wow. so I'll get the light out next time Mr. Robert Brooks okay. I still have some fun doing the show Whether it's two of us Four of us One of us I think Gene is Gene is has moved and he's like, you know, he's active doing other things right now. I'm gonna have to reach he's out to the brother. He's reestablishing
1: himself. You know, I reminds me that I gotta send him a text tomorrow because I'm gonna be, I'm flying down to the A tomorrow. Okay. How so, at him? See if he wants to see if he wants to come out on Saturday. That's what's up, man. He wants to come down by the battery on Saturday. That's what's up. That would be cool. Y'all
0: take some yeah. take some nice pics. You're gonna do a flyby in Atlanta.
1: Mm. Yeah, on Sunday they're having a uh, a temple alumni function at the game. Okay. So one of my boys, Santo, is going to be there. Uh, so that'll be cool too. Is your girl? Um, to... Is your girl from the? Um,
0: what's the one with the TV show? What's her name? She will not be there. She lives in New York now. Tam. Tam. Yeah, Tamron Hall. Tamron. Tamron. Yeah. yeah, I'll never forget when I met her. Early in the morning. Very like, you know I can concise. do
1: bad all on my own I can do bad
0: all on my own Well, we just really I'm just really trying to get something to eat here You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I didn't realize we was dating already <laughs> You know I don't even think anybody tried to holler at, at her at that point That was just like her That
1: was just like always her attitude, yeah uh, she, was, uh, she was very focused on becoming a star Yeah, yeah she was very focused on becoming a star. She she had a couple landmines. None that I'm none that I'm going to out her for here. She she did she, you know she stumbled a little bit. You know there was that whole you know so the temple's in the heart of Philadelphia, North Philadelphia. I mean, it's in the middle of a, of you know an urban neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and across town is the University of Pennsylvania with all those folks who, um, you know, have a little bit more money than the typical temple student. Mm-hmm. So. Folks tend to try and date Across town whenever possible mm. um, And it doesn't always go well mm. It doesn't always go well Worked out for me Some other people I know not so much
0: Yeah I still remember her I give her a shout out too I won't say her name though But the woman could cook I still say you should have married a rab And I'd come visit you more often Because I'd be eating I, young for all that. And Cuchirona's and and, and curry goat Curry goat And all that stuff
1: Boy <sighs> Risotto She made a mean risotto as well Man that girl could cook That woman um, could cook mm,
0: mm, Yeah mm, 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 mm. Very smart too Intelligent but t- but,
1: but Super t- was intelligent very smart, But at the time She was witchcrawling She was also You know A little bit of an enabler
0: <laughs> Yeah she, Yeah she did enable
1: That's what <laughs> she, I liked she, about she her was letting me drink my face off And she didn't mind That I came by And
0: I joined you so that was like no. a, that was like a good. She was a good one. She was a good one. Tell her I said hi next time you speak to her because I know you're still still friends and all that other stuff. Oh, but yeah. you know we're gonna have to sign off now. Born in Trouble, twenty fifth episode. Oh, yeah, I gotta get some
1: Skywalker in me.
0: Yes, we're at a quarter. I actually have some of that right now. I got a blend right now. I'm about to spark it up. We're gonna nice. do it right.
1: Nice. to get my vaporizer out. There you go, brother. uh, And do a little Skywalker. There you go. Just because you're old doesn't
0: mean you can't enjoy the finer things in life.
1: That is right. I used to have an uncle who would sit up on the pool deck Mm -hmm. at at Ruby's house. And I didn't know what it was at the time. And the brothers would be up there smoking joints. And he'd be up there rolling. He'd be like, what are you doing? I'm smoking the finer herbs and tobaccos. (laughs) 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 Smoking the finer herbs and tobaccos. Yes.
0: Yes. Enjoy what little life has to give you. You know what? No matter what they take away from you, if you got some soil and you got some seeds, you too can have a taste of the fine wine that Mother Earth brews every day underneath her soil, along with the mushrooms. Born in Trouble, 25th episode. Check us out next week. Peace. Peace.